DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're joined now by Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker. You see him on BYU TV. You see him all over the place. You hear him here every week. He's everywhere. He's nonstop. He can't be stopped. Brian joins us on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprinter come together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Brian, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good. Brian, how confident are you of 3-0? and Are you at the point now where, despite the uh, Northern Illinois and the New Masses and the Toledos and the South Floridas, that's all old news and this team is new news and 3-0 and feels like a high probability to you. Yeah, basically, um, I'm I'm at the point where, um, based off of what I have seen, um, if they don't win every game on their schedule as it currently resides, um, they have absolutely dropped the ball. So yeah, three and zero, I absolutely expect it. Um, you base and that's and, and that's a gift that they've given us with their the way that they've played. And um, that, that, that doesn't mean that they can't lose. Obviously, they can. Um, if they, that doesn't mean that it's a given that they will win. they got to come out. they got to show up. they got to execute, et cetera, et cetera. But what they've shown us so far, um, this is a good team. We, we don't know how good they are cause, because of the opponents. Um, and, it, and that's just it is what it is. But this is a good team, and they should win every game that's currently on their schedule. Okay. I- Good team. I think we can agree with that. The question is how good, and that requires some type of forecasting and speculation and all that. In your mind, how good is it? Yeah, so that's, you know, someone asked me that yesterday. Um, and, and and the thing I told them, I said, I, the shame of this season is we finally matched up a, a what, what appears to be at least a very quality team with, what might have been our best schedule ever. Um, and it would have been so fun to see what they could have done against that schedule. And, and you know, the, in the conversation yesterday, I said, you know, they might have won seven of those games. They might have won 11 of those games. And I honestly don't know. And that's the, that's the tragedy of this year. Um, the, 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 the awesome part about this year is they do have games. They are playing. They're playing at an extremely high level. And, and, and they have an opportunity to do something that's unique. They can run the table. And, yeah, it's, it's a weird year. It's got an asterisk next to it. But that being said, they can run the table with helps our recruiting. They can maybe, you know, depending on how things play out in the college football landscape, they should be able to get into a New York Six Bowl game and then play somebody legitimate. And, and if they do those things, that really helps our recruiting, which helps us be good next year and the year after that and, and helps us build. So they got to take care of, of uh, each game, um, got to take care of La Tech tomorrow, and and then the next week and the next week. But I'm 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 really excited and optimistic. So Tom Homo came on our show, and uh, there were a lot of things he wouldn't say, and I know that frustrated some people. But he doesn't hold all the cards and control the the entire script, so it's hard to say anything really definitively because uh, he's counting on other people. But if you read between the lines. It seemed to me he thinks there's a pretty good chance that they're going to play some quality opponents in November and or December. 
He can't guarantee it now because that stuff can't be guaranteed. But from teams that might need another game out of the American Athletic Conference to get into a New Year's Six Bowl or whatever, maybe there's an opportunity there. There's clearly an opportunity with Boise State. There might be an opportunity with Army. There might be someone who needs a game because their opponent cancels 10 days out, so they might be able to schedule something on the fly. How much of any of that have you heard? How much of that do you think sounds plausible? How much does that excite you? Because that could be a team that's much better than anything that's currently on the schedule. Yeah, so I've heard all of those things and all of those scenarios, and I've hoped, you know, hoped for all of those scenarios. Um, you hate to see another team lose a game, the opportunity for a game because they have some cases or whatever. Um, but you know what? That's life. Their loss is our opportunity, and. Um, I would absolutely love for BYU to slide in on the fly, as you said, and fill and be a fill-in game with a P5 opponent. And I, I think um, Tom's got one of the toughest jobs in the country, in, in sports at least right now, and he's done a phenomenal job. And, I mean, he would know obviously better than anybody what, what the outlook of those things are. But I, I, I think just what I know and just knowing Tom – the mindset is like, hey, we'll play anybody. And if there's an opportunity, we're going to go take it. And, and I love that mindset. That's the mindset I have, and especially on this year, this weird year. And so, um, you know, you don't, I don't hope that cases flare up or anything like that. But um, I absolutely would love the opportunity, um, however it comes, for us to schedule more games and especially quality games, P5 games, and, and that will be a, a true yardstick for how good this team is. Um, I mean, this could be one of BYU's best teams, you know, in the last decade, or, or they could just be a decent team that's just beaten up on lesser opponents, and we won't know that unless they play somebody legit. So I remember years ago having a conversation with Lance Reynolds, BYU football coach. I'm sure you know him, obviously. He was on the staff when you were there. And we're talking about, and I think he was coaching running backs, and he was talking about, uh, he did a lot of different things, but I think it was running backs at the time. He was talking about the guys getting confidence. And that's that very thing about how they had some early season games that were against easier opponents, and they got confidence. And Coach Reynolds was telling me that confidence is such a big deal to the point where if you're not as good as you actually are, but you think you are better than you are, that goes a long way to making you really good. The idea being you got to believe that you're really good. Even if you're not, you still got to believe it because that's going to help you to be better than you actually are. How much do you buy now as BYU? They've just pulverized these last two opponents. Their confidence, even if they're not as good as we think they might be or hope they might be, whatever the case, they think they're really good. So that's going to help them when they get out on the field. Oh, that's, so I spoke to a high school team last week, and that was the sum and substance of my message, is that confidence is the number one factor in performance in sports. You have to believe in yourself. That, that's where it starts. You have to have talent. You have to have hard work and execute, all those other things, but it starts with belief. And if you don't have it, it's going to be a tough, tough situation. And, and so, you know, I, I just look at my time at BYU. Um, obviously, in 06 and 07, we went 11-2 and two both years. Um, undefeated in conference, undefeated at home, uh, conference champions, won our bowl games, really, really good teams, okay? And in oh in oh five, Broncos first year, we went six and six. And 
total, you know, very mediocre season. It was better than what the three losing seasons prior to that. Um, but you know, six and six is very mediocre. That football team in '05 was very similar in ability to '06 and '07. We just didn't know it yet. And you know, it's kind of interesting as I, you know, even now, just I look back at that season and some of the close games that we lost and. You know, we, we didn't have the confidence that we did in 06 and we did in 07. Um, and there was a lot of talent on that team in 05, and we could have been, had a, we could have had a very similar record. Um, and honestly, I think a big factor of it, I think there's two factors of it. I think a big factor of it is on defense. We still ran that 3-3-5, which was not really suited for, uh, for BYU, for our personnel, and, and that went by the wayside. So that was a big factor. And then the other, the other factor was we didn't yet believe in ourselves. Um, so you look at these kids now, and you get these two huge wins, and you start you start to drink that Kool Aid, you start to believe, and you know some 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 big things can happen. So I'm excited to see, and I hope these kids you know drink the Kool Aid, get excited, and 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 believe the hype, and then and then that's the first part of it, and then and then go do it, go do it on the field. So as much as that applies to you. It would also apply to the other team. You know, do they know how good they are? Does an individual player know how good he is? And you go back to that six and six season, you lost the bowl game to Cal. And at the time, I could watch that game, and I was at that game, and I could stand on the sideline and think that Cal running back's pretty good. But I didn't know he's going to be Marshawn Lynch. I didn't know he's going to go beast mode. And I watched him run for 194 <laughs> yards and three touchdowns. Did you know then? Do you think he knew then, or was that something he was growing, evolving into, and you didn't know it either? Yeah. So they had Lynch, and then they had Deshaun Jackson, and we couldn't stop either of them. And um, Deshaun Jackson scored a, a, a catch and run touchdown right before, like 10 seconds left in the half, mm-hmm. where he broke about six tackles and. And we couldn't tackle Marshawn Lynch. And I absolutely knew at the time, that, like, yeah, those guys are going to be legit at the next level. Um, I don't think anybody could have predicted that uh, Lynch would be, you know, as good as he ended up being at the next level. But I absolutely knew he was going to be a monster because we couldn't, we couldn't tackle the guy. Um, and, yeah, and, you know, that, that confidence, it goes both ways. And, and it's intimidating for the opponent. And if you look at BYU in their heyday, which we would love to get back to that. Um, we would love to have a glimmer of that nowadays and not just be, you know, Uncle Rico living in the past. Um, in BYU's heyday, they had that confidence and they, had, they, they struck fear into the hearts of their opponents. And a lot of games were won before they even got on the field. Um, and so, you know, we're nowhere near that right now, but hey, we can get back there. We, it's, it's doable, it's capable, and and one step at a time, but yeah, confidence, it, it, it's huge. It, it is absolutely, in my opinion, the, the number one factor in sports. That's interesting. You know, I was covering your team for the Tribune at the time, so I'm at the practices every day talking to the guys and all that stuff. And you say you were good, you just didn't know it yet. And if I remember in that 06 season, you started out 1-2. and two. I think it was a lost Arizona by a field goal kicker who is still in the NFL, booted a, like a yep. 49-yarder down there in Tucson and then the overtime Boston College. So uh, you go, and I thought that the most important game in Bronco Mendenhall's tenure and turning that program around was at TCU. 
and your old buddy Nixon makes a big tackle for a loss in that game. And I just remember, we don't go in the locker room, but I remember walking up the ramp, and the door was open, and I could see in there, and you guys uh, celebrated, and John Beck seemed like he was just like, all right, we're, we're good. Uh, when did you know, maybe I'm wrong, when I pinpointed when I thought you guys knew you were good, but when do you think you knew that you were good? Yeah, so you just hit the nail on the head. Um so Arizona, it was it was actually it was a fifty fifty two yard field goal, and um, yeah, it, it really stings even still to this day. And and he's a good kicker; he's still playing in the NFL. Um, but that was a game, you know. We if we play Arizona later in the year, we we stop them. Yeah. Um, if we play Boston College later in the year, we beat them. Um, we lost in double overtime to Boston College at their place, and we missed four field goals in reg in, in the fourth quarter in overtime. We missed four field goals. Um, so, I mean, absolutely ha- have an opportunity to win that game. It, and and the, the turning point was the TCU game. They were ranked 14. We were at their place. I don't remember how long it had been since BYU had beat a ranked opponent, but at that stage it had been a long time since BYU had beat a ranked opponent. And um, and we went down there and beat them. And, I, and, and you're absolutely right. It was That was like when we looked at each other and we're like, man, we're pretty good. And... And, you know, we, we ended up, we didn't lose another game for the rest of the year. And, um, and you know, and, and a, a big part of that is, is confidence. I mean, Boston College, I still remember this. This sticks out to me because it was such a poignant um, comment. Um, and I think, I, I feel like I've said this on this show before, but um, we're at Boston College and we, we were leading at halftime. And I remember coming into the locker room and, the, and Bronco yelled at us, he's like, Quit acting surprised that you're ahead right now, and that like stuck. It still stands out to me. I think about that all the time because because we were we were surprised. Like, and you, you know, you as a program, we kind of had this mindset that they're that they were better than us, and and the fact that at half we were beat, winning, we were there were guys on the team kind of surprised, and that was that was the, the old mindset that prevailed in '05. And fortunately, we eliminated that mindset, and that's why we had so much success in '06 and '07. And I would love these kids right now to get that killer instinct back. And if you look at any game, basketball, football, you look at any game and you look at the guys that won championships, they just, they have that. They have that X factor that, and it's, it's a confidence. It's a, it's just a killer instinct and it takes whatever talent they have to the next level. All right, I want you to listen to a, uh, a bite here. We had Skip Holtz on. He's the head coach at Louisiana Tech. And we talked about his team, and he talked about his defense and the challenges they face. I want you to listen to this, and I want to throw something at you and see what you think. We knew coming into it that was one of the biggest concerns we had. You have four starters in your back end, back there in your two safeties and your two corners, and we graduated seven players in the back end. And so we knew it was going to be some growing pains going for us early. I hear that, and I think BYU is going to score fifty points. Yeah, I, <laughs> if if, if uh, yeah, that my my ears perked up, and um, if I'm a quarterback, I'm licking my chops. I'm I can't if I'm a quarterback or a receiver, I can't sleep at night. Um, yeah, if, if if that's the situation, I'm just I'm just going to attack that all every all day, um, and, and just take advantage. 
I can't guarantee that they're going to throw for 400 yards, although I suspect they might. But I can't guarantee that. The reason I think I think Louisiana Tech is going to be able to move the ball and score some points, I think they're going to be far and away the best offense that BYU's faced yet. And even getting like 20 points okays Kalani to keep going for 40 and 50. You know, if the other team's stuck on yeah. three, then you're piling it on, so you got to pull it back. But even if you get to 21 or 24 or whatever, then the offense can turn it loose. Now, I don't know if they're going to put an extra guy in the box to stop the run, so I don't know how much BYU is going to run or throw based on what the defense is showing them. So I don't want to guarantee any yardage, but it wouldn't shock me if they ran for 200. It wouldn't shock me if they threw for 400. I'll kind of have to know how Louisiana Tech plays it because you know the whole take what you're given thing. And uh, but I just think BYU is going to be scoring a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, you, and you just—I was just going to say what you just said. You, you take what you're given. I was going to say that any good offensive coordinator. I think we have a good offense. I think we have a couple of good offensive coordinators on staff. They—they—they—they're um, they, they, good at analyzing the opponent and exploiting their weaknesses. And you know, if if, if, if you got a bunch of inexperience in the back end. Uh, I'm going to come baptize you, and and you know we'll find out. You know you're going to learn real quick, and and um, and 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 if it's working, I'm just going to keep coming at it and keep coming at it. That that's my mindset. That's what I would do. That would be my game plan. I would absolutely attack that, and then adjust if they if they if they're able to stop it, then adjust. But if they're not, man, I'm just going to keep coming at it until they do. I'm going to keep coming at it until they figure it out. He's Brian Keel. He's a former BYU linebacker. He joins us every week. Brian, we appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, guys. You have a good one.